Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the industry leaders at Do You Convert, where we talk about the current and future state of marketing and online sales for builders and developers across the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover or a question you'd like us to answer? We'll do it. Simply send an email to show at doyouconvert.com. All right, we're here with Dennis O'Neill and Molly White from O'Neill Interactive. We're here to talk about all things GA4. Let's get started. Molly, Dennis, how are y'all doing? Great. Thank you so much for having us. This is exciting. This is exciting. We're finally here. We've been talking about this for a while, and GA4 is on everybody's mind. I know it's on your mind. Yeah, it's been on our mind for a long time. You know, absolutely. It's just certainly taken up a lot of uh, a lot of bandwidth. We've we've had and we've had lots of conversations around, you know, how much should it really be taking? You know, it's uh we were just talking earlier about, you know, sometimes it's it's pretty easy to overthink it. So, you know, hopefully we can help people at least know where they can get started and sort of like not not stress too much. You know, these deadlines I think are stressing people out. Like everybody's worried they're gonna lose everything they love all of a sudden and they're not going to know how to do it. Well, anything. I feel like I'm losing something I love because we've been in GA three and I guess two and one at some point, but the same type of interface mm-hmm. for quite some time, the same way we troubleshoot. Like if, if we just, we'll do really high level. If we're troubleshooting a broken or slow community, we're going to log on, we're going to click in here. We're going to look at this and this, and then really it's that same process that we've done for years and years and years. And hopefully everyone listening has their own process that they're doing. But there's not many places to look. You're looking at your traffic. Where is it coming from? And now we, for those who set up GA4, you're like, that's missing. What do I do? <laughs> like my my source medium and like, where's my traffic coming from? It's not in the same report that I'm used to. So this is intimidating and you're almost stressing out because every time you log in, you see a little notice at the top. It's like July 1st, 2023 or whatever the date is. Like this sunset. No how many times you dismiss it too, right? It still know, comes keeps- back. And they say sunset, like it's so nice. Like I think they're trying to make it like comforting. Like, oh, it's just a sunset. Like they might as well say it's passing away, it's dying, it's death to GA3. Mm-hmm. What is happening? So, like, let's start at the really high level. So, this we talked about like who is going to be listening at this point. So we're gonna structure this this episode because we might get super technical at the end. We're gonna focus on the very important high level information first, and then we're gonna get super nerdy. We'll at least try to keep the nerdier stuff at the end. I don't know if that's going to work or not, but we'll we'll attempt that. So let's go top to bottom. So what is GA4 and how is Google Analytics 4 different from Universal Analytics or the one that we are currently using? Oh, so you want to take that one? I was just going to say, so I will yeah. start out from, um, from the perspective, Dennis and I kind of tag team the GA4 from two different perspectives. I am in the analytics like you are, Andrew, and then Dennis is kind of in the implementation and making sure the website is structured and set up with all the things that it needs to have so awesome. that what you look at in GA4 is understandable. Um, so the newest version is a total change in what uh, what we're used to. It's a very different way of thinking and it is going to be very event focused as opposed to session focused. Okay. And then for those who don't know, what is the difference between an event and a session? So an event is an action that someone has taken on your website in some way, shape or form. And a session is you visiting the site. Okay. That makes I see. So let's we'll relate it to Starbucks. A session is Andrew going to Starbucks. An event is I open the door, I talk to the barista, I pull out my phone. All these things are events. And so they measure events by default. That's the standard currency, I guess, in GA4 versus 
and universal analytics, the default currency is just, did Andrew show up or not? And that's it. Like I was at Starbucks for 35 minutes. I might be a great customer, but really I'm crazy because I'm at Starbucks for 35 minutes. We don't want to measure that. We want to measure what is this person doing there? And it seems like GA4 is going to focus mostly on like what is actually happening on the site. So that sounds like an improvement to me. It's intimidating because it's different. I think so from one perspective, it is an improvement because the possibilities are infinite in those events, right? There's lots of different minutiae that you could get deep down into and, and really take a look at, but from a, you talked about like, we're so used to traditional Google analytics, Google analytics three, and the way that it has taught us to think you really have to shift your whole mindset when you go over to GA4. It's a really different beast. Um, I'm involved in a lot of Facebook groups for GA4 and Tag Manager and all of that, just trying to listen to what other people are saying and experiencing. And I can't Mm -hmm. tell you the amount of times people are like, here's my source medium report in Google Analytics. How do I replicate that in GA4? And the answer is you don't. Oh no, that's sad. That's what, how do we, what do we do? What do we what do we do? And I'd yeah. say that jokingly, and I'm laughing, but like that's yeah. How is my how is traffic from PPC performing, or how is Facebook traffic performing? That's not the default views that you will get in GA4 reports. We'll rewind real quick. Every single thing you look at in Google Analytics currently, I think that is defined as a report. They're just already they're pre-made. Yes. So you go behavior, landing pages, all pages. We're getting technical. Sorry, everybody, but everything is already report. Versus in GA4, it's very limited, like the setup. Like they don't have a lot of default reports for you. Um, so that's you basically what have to create them most. You have to create right? them. Like, you know, I, which, which has its benefits and its drawbacks, right? You know, the benefits is, is that it is the, the, the upside to GA4 is that it is highly customizable. In terms of the data that we send, we can get really, really creative. Um, but the downside is, you know, you, you have to create it. Yes. So you have, so to, it, it, you have to know what you're doing. Yeah. You have to sort of know what you're after. You know, you don't have to know that right from the start, but you right. know, it does take, if you really want to get the most out of it in the long run, you know, get it implemented, get it started. And we'll talk about sort of how to get started. But ultimately I think in the long term, it is, it's, it's wise to put some thought into sort of what are the most important, what would I like my reports to look like? I've dealt with these, you know, universal analytics reports for 10 years yeah, and you're just used to them. You know, Molly said uh, a couple of days ago. You know, uh, we didn't choose GA4. GA4 chose us. Oh man, <laughs> this is the way. There's so, we, we could add so many quotes we, to that. Right. Yeah, we we wouldn't be making this. We wouldn't be going through this pain. Right. Nobody would sort of like, boy, I really just wish there was a new analytics platform that gave me all this other stuff. Yeah. Right. So th- there is definitely other sort of factors that are coming into play. But the, you know, meaning like. GA4 is also better equipped to sort of handle the cookie-less future, right? Which is why the focus, I think, on events so much rather than the session data, because GA4's, you know, our ability to be able to track users other than just that one 30-minute session or even sort of across visits, that is really going to be going away in the future from a typical cookies way that we do it now. Gotcha. And I think a lot of the motivation... Besides there being some financial benefits to Google, I think a lot of the motivation is really just to sort of get people, get marketers used to this is the new level of data transparency. And it's going to be less than we have now in a lot of ways. We have to get creative, I think, to um, to maybe find new ways to find value out of analytics. 
That, that makes sense. So it's almost like we, so we are getting, you do say we're getting less, um, but I think it could be fair to say we might be getting more because we're forced to go through the process of actually choosing what we're collecting and it's exactly. not session based. So I think the takeaway on, on this little segment here, the past two minutes is as privacy is getting more private, we're actually getting more privacy. We have to go this direction of like tracking events on the website versus sessions. So like we have to do this. There's no, it's not like, oh, I'll find a different solution and not use Google Analytics, which would feel totally bizarre. But like this <laughs> is the way it's going. This is like Facebook Pixel, same type yeah. of thing. That's what mm-hmm. that's what changed quite a bit with that. It's getting more and more events. Okay, that's that's interesting. So we have to, we really do have to care about this because analytics is going away. What we are running next year. So yeah. let's talk about deadlines really quick. So I think July first, twenty twenty three is when Google Analytics, the current one, sunsets. They are saying that so nicely. It goes away. It does make it sound so just peaceful, doesn't it? Yes. So just to clarify too, and we we, we may sometimes use the phrase GA3 and GA4, oh, yeah. and that's just a sort of a, a shorthand, right? But GA3 is officially referred to as universal analytics um, and then GA4. So if you hear us use those words, and they're all interchangeable. GA3 is the one that's one that's going riding off into the sunset and GA4 is the one that we have no choice. I picture a cowboy on a horse and he just left town and he got the bad guys and he's going away now. He's gone. Yeah. Molly, I think you want to say something. Well, it, uh, it, the reason it's sunsetting though, is because it will stop collecting the data, but at first it doesn't disappear. Your data is there. Oh, good. So July 1st, 2023, you can still see on July 22nd, you'll be able to see, or July 2nd, you'll be able to see it all. You just won't have any data from July 1st forward in universal analytics. Great. At least for the short term. Six months is basically what Google has committed to so far. Isn't that crazy? I, I, I still don't want to believe that. But I, I, I can imagine how much dollars there are in storage as far as if you think about how many millions and millions or even billions, I don't know, of websites they could be tracking properties. I know I some mean, builders we work with have like, they shouldn't, but they'll have like 30 different properties and like right, 20 different right. views. It's like, what are you doing here? And they just went overboard or someone went overboard um, on there. What about deadlines this year? So next year, July, 20, July 1st, 2023. So ideally everyone has GA4 set up and running by July, July 1st, 1st 2022. Okay, so yeah. that's important. July 1st, 2022, have your property created. We'll talk about this here in a little bit what that means. But essentially, we need to be mostly set up by July 1st. At least the basics, yeah. Absolutely. If you want historical data. If, if you, you want, want to be able to data. look at your stuff on July 2nd, 2022, 2023 and compare it to what July 2nd, 2022 looked like, you need, you know, you need GA4 set up now. Yeah, which I agree. I, and I think before it's it's still hard now. Like if we look at during the pandemic times, like can we even use data from twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one? Yeah, not really. Like we can't really... use. Like we're looking at twenty nineteen versus now, as far as like what's a normal year versus right. years now. And so to give some sense of like, I here's what normal is 2020, 2021, Those were not normal times. We right. hopefully will, will never have times like that again. Like we can't look at those times. Otherwise, everything looks like it's down. Like and just terrible but if you look at 2019 you're like oh okay cool like we're actually in pretty good shape like this Mm -hmm. is normal like the back half of the year tapers off there's summer there's the seasonality which is normal we've it's just been like who knows what happens with that how do you think this will affect people troubleshooting because we still have like what are we using google analytics for and not analytics but just not for what are we using google analytics 
four F O R. I guess I did say, I just thought I said GA four. How are no, we using Google yeah. analytics now? <laughs> um, we're troubleshooting communities. We're covering our butt. We're making sure everything's up and running. It's a very quick spot to see, okay, is Facebook running? Is Google ads running? Any other advertising sources is running. And then we're, we're troubleshooting and then we're searching for opportunity. So kind of like three different things, cover your butt, troubleshoot communities, find opportunities. Do you think we'll be able to easily do those three things in GA4 without a tremendous amount of setup? Or do you think we'll really need to either have an outside vendor or have some type of education for our marketing teams to be able to set up the reports that previously were already created? That's my worry is like the, the technical marketers, they're, they might not even listen to this, which is fine because they don't, they don't need it. They're going to figure it out anyways. They enjoy the pain and struggle of like, Clicking the button, that's not what I wanted. The they go, they, they, they thrive on that. Like, I think all of us here, like, we enjoy that discomfort. Mm-hmm. And I talked about that a few episodes ago. Like, your brain hurt. For me, my brain, like, starts feeling, like, like tired. And I'm like, I need mm-hmm. some caffeine. But then we're done with it. I'm like, wow, this is great. That's, that's what I enjoy about it. But some people don't like that. I'm worried about those people and actually getting it set up. So I think you it's a yes. You worry about those people, too? I do. I think it's a yes and no question. Okay. So one, you have to go back to that whole, you have to reframe what you're looking at. So what you just said, what you look at universal analytics for to diagnose, you're looking at what universal analytics is presenting you, right? You're looking at bounce rate, you're looking at leads, you're looking at the things that are available in there. Those things are different in GA4. Mm -hmm. So you have to figure out new KPIs and new sources, like what you think of as a bounce rate is now called engagement. And it's a different number. It's a wholly different number. Sounds it does like the not... opposite. It's like who actually stayed versus who left. All right. right. Yeah. So you first have to reframe your brain in that way. Okay. Second, there is setup. And that's where this is a total, we talked about that this morning in our team meeting, it's a tag team event. First, Dennis and the backend team goes through and does a whole bunch of work on the website. And then I have to come in on the GA4 side and toggle on conversion events and set up certain in, certain pieces of information so that they're visible within the reporting structure because by default, it's not. Yeah, so like you, mm-hmm. to your point, you can create, so Andrew, you were like, how do, how do we recreate some of these things, right? Or how do we keep the data that yeah, I need? Some type to be of familiarness, like, like here's yeah, what I did like, when get, Happy Acres was not working. I want to go exactly. and do that type of thing now. Right. Well, so like you could, you know, the basic setup, like we're encouraging at the very least everyone gets started with now is to at least get, you know, the, get the code active, get it collecting, you know, connected to your existing account. It's very, very easy to at least turn on the basic collection. Um, But one of the differences would be is that the uh, universal analytics uh, could, could always collect event data, right? Even though it wasn't its primary structure, Um, but the event data would be available in GA universal analytics reports just automatically. Well, the GA4, you can send a nearly unlimited number of events. There is actually a cap, um, but um, they have recommended events now. But when you create your own events or even actually even for recommended events, so they have some structure around it. It reminds me a little bit of the way Facebook has set up their event structure. But um, those still, even though you're sending them in to GA4 right from the get-go, you still have to go into the dashboard, name them, label them, and they have to be saved as a custom dimension before they're actually visible. So even though we can technically start sending everything into GA4, that's why we've 
kind of multi-step process where Molly is essentially working with all of her clients afterwards to make sure the dashboard events are labeled to being tracked and then flag the ones as goals, right? Because a lot of people rely on the goals of universal analytics reports. And it's, I will say that th that's actually a little bit easier in GA4, right, Molly? Once, once the goal, once the events are in there, it's pretty much a snap to set up a goal. Yeah, it's a button I toggle on. It's very, oh, very technical. Easy. <laughs> easy, easy. So um, I, what I'll do is I'm going to try to relate everything we're talking about to GA3 or our current analytics. Whether or not that works or not, we will find out. I don't know. Let's see. So in Universal Analytics, the standard event that they track is page views, from what I understand. Like, I don't know if that's the right thing thinking, but that's my thinking. You have sessions, you have users, and the default thing against that or metric against that is a page view. Right. There's nothing else by default. So there are other events, but you have to have either through tag manager or your developer through tag manager, it just depends on who it is. You then tag like, okay, a form submission, they click the button and a, an event is fired and then it's tracked in analytics. So in GA4, everything will be an event and it can be an event. If you're a O'Neill client and you're on Homefinity platform, you guys are taking care of everything and you're, you're probably going above and beyond. Just because you can at scale, like I'm, I'm yeah. trying to, um, because you're doing this for the same, for a lot of people, you might as well do it correctly and at, to its fullest depth, as far as like, let's get these events. Here's the potential that every builder should be able to do. We, yeah. you, instead of having different setups for everybody, that would be in my brain, like that'd be torture. Like, okay, for these groups of 20, they're really advanced. So they get these events, these right. guys over here, they don't really like it. They don't care too much. They get five. Well, this yeah. everybody would need <laughs> If you are not working with you all, if you're not on the Homefinity platform, are there certain events they should definitely be tracking? As far as like, here's the gold standard, here's the eight, six, four that they should be doing. Because right now they have page views and then maybe form submissions through as far as like tracking, as far as events yeah. go. And maybe they have like scroll depth as far as like how people scroll, how far they scroll, um, which I don't think is super useful for, for builders. Yeah. Um, there are other applications, other industries where it might make sense to have that, but um, those are the most common that I see that are actually used. There's tons of other events that are plugged in there, and it's like when there's 100,000 of something, no one's going to be doing. There's nothing useful you could pull from that. Right. Where's that many events <laughs> going on? So the question is, what events do you think should 100% right. be tracked yeah. by everybody? So I, I would say... Um, for sure, when you activate, there there is a good collection that you the builder can turn on pretty easy. Anybody, you create your GA4 property, you can turn on enhanced um, enhanced measurements. I believe is how is what the toggles refer to, right? Yeah. So yeah. and and that turns on a collection of um, a good collection of other events. It does include things like scroll depth, but it also includes things like YouTube video. Um, okay. viewership, I believe, and a, a couple other sort of nice little things that Google could sort of pick up on its own. Uh, doesn't require advanced configuration. So like, as you mentioned, we've, we've been, um, there's a whole suite of recommended events for GA4, which okay. they're very strongly, while well, Google hasn't stated it exactly, the recommended events that we've been setting up for um, all of our clients have really been focused on what we believe to be the promise of GA4, which is tighter integration with Google ads. And a lot of the recommended events we really believe gotcha. are targeted towards a very tight performance integration between Google analytics events on the website and Google ads. Um, 
But but Molly, one of the things to answer your question, one of the great things I think Molly is the how you can even create your own events in the UI, right? You mm -hmm. you don't always have to make an event technical. Gotcha. So builder specific events that Google would have no idea about. Is that what you're we're going towards? Or built like your builder specific or like quick move in page, quick move in view, community view, map view, map some type of like essentially like how are people shopping? But builder, builder speak, builder language. You can make events out of any other combination of events and information. So like, awesome. you know, awesome. in Facebook, you can go in and make custom events in mm -hmm. Facebook as a conversion metric. Exactly. You can do mm -hmm. the same thing in GA4. Nice. In the same way. So you can say, I want to um, collect, you know, where the, the URL parameter is this and the action is this and make that an event and call that something. So um, there's the customization just within the interface, like for non-technical people is pretty available. Yeah, And then any and of those builder, can turn anybody, in. Go ahead, go ahead, David. I was gonna say any builder on top of that, any builder using um, Google Tag Manager and has, uh, if the marketer has any experience sort of like creating a manual uh, when somebody clicks on this, then send this event. There's uh, you know, GA4 is obviously fully supported in Tag Manager. So there's definitely some flexibility that a marketer can do without involving their developer. Some of the definitely the more sophisticated uh, opportunity is, is going to involve some technical implementation, but I wouldn't let it, I, I definitely would not encourage builders to wait until okay. that plan is fully cemented. They should really just get it in place, get the basics, it's going to take everybody a long time to get familiar with it. We got a yeah. year of overlap, right? <laughs> so just like you're talking about, like you just, I think over the next year, you know, you, you talk about your sort of uh, 15 minutes of coffee and analytics, right? I think yeah. it's maybe, maybe it's 20, 15, maybe it's five, 20. split it up a little bit. You know, you got to go back and forth and see if you can find the numbers and match them up. And maybe that'll make everybody comfortable after a year of that. Well, and I think that's kind of what you need to use this year for too, is because it is so different, you need to look at what you're seeing in GA4, figure out your new baseline. There's there's dogs in the world. I think probably half our listeners have. That's Flash. That's a very high pitched oh, man, that's there for Flash. Yeah. So we'll do distraction. If mine are out, usually they'll sleep in my office, like no problem. Like they'll lay on the ground for hours. Is The minute I start talking on like we're recording this podcast via zoom they think i'm talking to them and they just go nuts they're like oh yeah we get to play we get to play no go back to sleep i'm not talking to you <laughs> anyway so i pulled up one of our builders where we set up um ga4 with and i'm just looking at the standard events and yeah like you said molly what's really cool is like you click a button the little toggle and now it's a goal it's a conversion versus before if we all remember how do you set up a conversion like we have it in the market Proof marketing academy it's like 30 minutes long we talk about setting up conversions and it's like Click admin, then go on the right side. You have your views and then you have your conversions and go here, then choose a template or go to custom. Like, and it's like this whole da, 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 like 10 step process. But before that you needed the event on the website. Yeah. So this seems significantly easier, um, which is really great. Like once that event is there, you just click, turn it on, which I did listen to. Um, my brain is blanking. What is your Friday afternoons? Infinity and beyond. Home I'm like, I know it. It sounds like Toy Story. We were talking about Toy Story we beforehand. Toy Story. That's where it like, came from. But then I was second guessing myself. Same thing where I'm like, Molly White, your last name's White. I've never said your last name. And then we were talking about that too. Um, but on Homefinity and Beyond, you talked about this connection between GA4 and Google Ads. And to me, I'm seeing this with their kind of push for these more for the smart campaigns. 
which we at DYC aren't really, we're testing some now to see if there's any promise, but our biggest thing with Google ads, particularly Google search ads is having absolute control of when your ads show up. Cause that's the name of the game. It's like, if someone types in new homes, Tampa and you sell homes in Tampa, you want your ad to pop up. But with this, it seems like we're getting more towards how Facebook is tracking people and targeting people. So if we're using, we have a lot more events on the site, we could then use those, the goals created from those events to then give these smart campaigns more data. Hopefully this will work. I have no idea. I know other industries, they work extremely well. Of course, they're national companies and they have a much lower price point and a significantly uh, shorter buying cycle. Like it's a different purchase, right? Or like I'm drinking a Celsius energy drink. Imagine if they were running a sale for like a 12 pack or 24 pack, they could run a million dollars through a smart campaign in Google and it'd probably be extremely profitable for us. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But then Rocket Mortgage could run a refi campaign. I'm sure it would work really well, but being that we're so particular and it's not like we have thousands and thousands of sales per year, some builders do, um, but it's spread across, you know, like 15, 20 states likely. Yeah. I, I'm hesitant on if those work, but maybe this will give the data finally to make those successful. Well, there <laughs> is one caveat. Oh, in, no. Just like in Don't Facebook where you used to be able to run an ad and target one person and they took that away and now they only serve ads to audience yeah. of a thousand or more. Mm-hmm. You're going to run into the same issue in GA4 with sample reports. Sample reports. Gotcha. It's all, it's whose line. The numbers are made up. Just don't think about it. (laughs) Point numbers are made up and the points don't matter, right? Or the, yeah, I think that's it. Something like that. Great chance. James made up and the points don't matter. Show my age here watching that. Right. I don't know. I grew up on that and Seinfeld and Fraser a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Simpsons. There we go. Oh, whose line? It's, it's good. So the skill sets that I'm seeing that marketers or your marketing team, they really need to gain a lot of familiarity with Google Tag Manager. Even in my brain, if they're the ones not clicking the buttons in there, I think for them to more effectively communicate with their developer, they need to be able to at least have a middle school level education of Tag Manager. Um, I think Tag Manager, once you're in there like a little bit of time, all of a sudden it's like, like you're like, oh, yeah. I get it. Like you get the intent, yeah. you get how the screens work, you know, like, okay, I need a trigger. I need a container. Mm-hmm. I got that. I got the tag. You have whatever you need in there. And then it's really easy. But as soon as you go in there the first time, you're like, what in the world am I looking at? I'm going to send an email to Dennis and have their team, has his team <laughs> worry about this stuff. We're good. Yeah, We're good. Um, that and then a different structure than most people are used to looking it's at. It's definitely, definitely, right. definitely different. Yeah. And then if you're not familiar with Data Studio, like if you're familiar with those two, like this seems really, really easy to set up in your own. Data Studio, mm-hmm. you could create reports. Google Tag Manager, you're familiar with like creating events and getting all the tags set up. So we're kind of combining those those skills into now here's GA4. Good luck. I hope you knew those things before. If not, you better learn them now. But we have time. You have three months or so. <laughs> Tons of Two time, right? <laughs> well, we and no one's busy right now. Right. Nobody's <laughs> yeah. got anything going on, right? No one's stressed out uh, none of that stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> Okay. Molly, you were talking about how the dimension component was uh, sort of um, the the way that the, the language used in GA4 around custom dimensions is so closely related to the dimension language used in Data Studio reports, right? It it is, and it's I I always thought of dimensions in Universal Analytics as this wholly separate thing. It never clicked for me. Um, but li- looking at GA4 and the way that they do it, and because you have to build your own report in GA4, 
I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is like in data studio, the dimensions I use in data, stu- they're the same. Okay. So the, they definitely Google as a whole is incorporating more of this report building into everything. Andrew, I don't know if you've played around with, but I found it a couple of weeks ago in um, Google ads at the MCC level, you can make this like master view custom reporting oh. and it's just like data studio. Like you click and you're like, oh, I want a oh, okay. chart. I want this. I want that. And then you're like, I want to filter in these accounts. I want to filter out those accounts and you can make your own dashboard that is like, it's like data studio in Google ads at the MCC level. So you can have like a bird's eye view of all the accounts you're working on and just get a quick snapshot of performance. Um, there Google is moving data studio like functionality into everything. Data studio is dead. I'm just kidding. That could be the, the podcast name. That could be the title of this. <laughs> like, what is this? I'm watching that clip. That'd be complete clickbait. Um, in there, <laughs> that would be, that'd be sneaky. So as far as getting started, which we, we kind of skip like this two minute section, yeah. there's like the kind of like wizard setup, right? You just click a button and it just keeps going. Should most people, let's, before we get there, should most people do that? Except if you're with Homefinity, you don't need to worry about anything. Just get a hold of you guys, right? Because there's right, like that a would be the needs. step for us. Yeah, okay. it, obviously, if a builder's using on, um, if if a builder's using Homefinity, yeah, we will. Ta- we're taking care of the implementation okay, cool. for everybody. But anybody who's not, anybody who has a question or hasn't already communicated with the developer and has something in process, uh, there's no reason that they wouldn't just click that button now and do the wizard set up no code no anything you just click it you create the ga4 you associate it with your universal analytics id and the data will just start being collected it really does it you know? for you like it's it hard does. to mess this stuff up that that stuff yeah. up like it's like yeah. next next what i have seen though is if you have an outdated tag if you do not have the universal tag uh, which i wrote a really really brief blog post on it like it's i mean it, it is a blog post but is it where they have a blog post i don't know it it goes to it's a bunch of screenshots of the steps but if you have an old tag it's missing tons and tons of data like and it took us a bit i'm like why is there like say they had thirty thousand sessions for the month and then you look at the ga4 data and it's like two thousand users or something oh, wow. like it's like significantly off them like oh yeah. they have some tag from like 2011 in there or i don't know if it's yeah, old, but it's it's outdated and they're not using tag manager uh, so it's a good so you chance can't, not easily updated yeah so if yes. you if you're using tag manager you really don't have to worry about anything because google's going to keep it up to date um yeah. the, the the analytics tag okay so repeating that steps just if you're with homefinity contact you all mm-hmm. if you're not talk to your developer and then go ahead and do the wizard setup as far as i like, click next 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 mm-hmm. connect everything and you should be mostly good to go you'll start collecting most some of the data that you need mm-hmm. and then i would definitely say pay attention to us and the team at o'neill mm-hmm. as far as we'll be putting more things out there with ga4 like oh here's how to do this or here's what you should be tracking um just as we we are getting everything set up um is there anything uh, steps after that for the people that are on their own i think probably the biggest step would be to then Take your time. Then, then you're sort of not under the big deadline rush, really. And I would say that your next really major deadline is a year from then, right? The July 2023. Okay. And but between now and then, you want to be able to take the time to invest in thinking about those bigger questions. What would you like your reports to be based upon what you're seeing in GA4 as compared to what you used to see in Universal Analytics? Take the time and determine what's really important. You know, the fact is, is that there's probably numbers that we've all been looking at for 
years for a decade plus yeah. in, in universal analytics that are probably pointless. We probably don't need to look at it. We're just so used to seeing them mm-hmm. that it feels strange that they're gone, but in the end we won't miss them. Right. It's so this, yeah. It is, big, um, go ahead. I was just gonna say that that'll be some of the, it'll be both. What do you not need to worry about recreating and what, what do you want to make sure that you have? And then once you realize some of the flexibility that GA4 provides you, what, what could you do? You know, yeah. what, what kind of maybe even, you know, more, more business level activity that you might like to be able to see in there. Like you could, I mean, GA4 gives you the kind of flexibility and advanced setups where you could do things like um, instead of looking at page views by URL, you could look at page views by county of your communities, hmm. right? It's a whole different kind of reporting that GA4 opens up. Um, definitely part of that more advanced setup, but um, some pretty cool opportunities there. Yeah, but worth it. And then conversion tracking. I'd say that could be, so get it set up and then exactly what Dennis said, think about more from the business focus. Like don't, yeah, I guess you're saying don't put yourself in a box trying to replicate what you're used to. Like really take this time to like, let's refresh and see what we can actually use with GA4 that we did not have the opportunity to, to easily track before. Yes. And we, of course, like the standard, we need to know how many leads are being being submitted. Can right. we track phone calls? Can we track? You haven't talked, looked at that. If call rail, how this call rail, which is definitely the more popular call tracking software everyone uses. There's other ones out there, but how does that integrate? How does that display in GA4? I'd imagine they got it settled or we'll have it settled here before the deadline. Um, I would definitely think because it's deadline. sending they event send data their, based mm-hmm. on the calls. Yeah. Yeah, they send their own events in for call rail. Like you don't mm-hmm. even have to configure for call rails on the site. It just, just sometimes to be honest, it just makes it a little bit noisier than I wish that it made it. But it can. But it, it does send in lots of data. So well, it's fun. It does like, it all its own. No you look at like the text messages and like there's 97 text messages between because <laughs> it's sending an event for each text or each call, each inbound yeah. call. All those makes it look like a really high converting source that offline. Yeah. Printed or whatever like, it's called. Yeah. yeah. It's like offline, right? It's whatever it is. It's like, I wish that was, I, we won't get distracted on how to actually get that data to be elsewhere because it's not helpful for any of us, but like that could be elsewhere. It's just extremely complicated and super expensive. You would need thousands of phone numbers to, to have that data spread elsewhere. Um, but yeah, so get it set up, then consider things you have not been able to, to do as far as more business focus versus just replicating and then have conversion tracking. So leads, Try to match it. If you have 20 leads today in your CRM, try to get to that number 20 in analytics and just audit back and forth. Like what are we missing something, which I think it's, it's going to be relative. And I think that's an important thing too. Like the numbers will be different as far as your engagement rate. Like, but what's a good engagement rate or what's a good bounce rate? Like it's all for us. We definitely preach like it's relative based on your organic traffic. So that's like your baseline because they're, that like we have to have some relatively that's how we make decisions so you'll just have a different baseline to, to compare it against so your engagement rate maybe for organic is i don't know 85 percent. the higher the better which is totally opposite i was about to say oh like 20 25 like nope we want a high number of engagements so maybe it's 80 percent, and then from there you just decrease um so okay maybe facebook engagement rate a good one is 50 percent or 60. i don't know yet One of the things that is very cool about GA4 that we did not previously have the ability to do as people who cater to builders is building custom funnels within GA4. So this is something that you could start looking at and building out in the beginning to 
reinvent the way that you are measuring the success of your website. Instead of looking at that source medium report, you can actually build out funnels and look at sources in that way and figure out kind of paths to conversion through a funnel, which we've never been able to do. So you can say, my top of the funnel is page views. My middle of the funnel looks like this. It's typically built out for e-commerce where you can see like, oh, they've they viewed content, they've added to cart, they've abandoned the cart, they and they'll give you all that information. In GA4, we now have access to build a custom funnel to say, these activities are related to middle, this is engagement, I want them looking at pictures and doing that. The bottom of the funnel is the form completion. Um, and you can look at it through various channels which will give you an interesting way to kind of uh, assess the engagement level and the quality, a different way to assess the quality of the traffic coming through each of your, each of your channels. That makes sense. That makes me want a site that feels like an e-commerce site. Just so the <laughs> familiarity of like, I think it's easy. Like if you're an e-com, you're like, okay, we have traffic from Google and Facebook. You're comparing two different campaigns say they're both display campaigns. So a Google display versus a Facebook ad and you have a, thousand people go to your site and then you have 200 add to carts for each and then abandon is x and then you can see the funnel you're like okay clearly here's why facebook is better google's better like it's very transparent like having that type of simply understood funnel for building would be absolutely amazing like let's change all the sites up new new project bro neil i'm making it up right now We'll delete this part. I'm just kidding. It'll stay you, can, you can work with what you have. <laughs> no, you can you use like activity and engagement as a middle of funnel, right? Mm -hmm. You can say like somebody who is clicking around and downloading brochures and watching videos and all of those are signals that they're interested to bottom of funnel being the form completion. So you can kind of replicate it. I want an add to cart. We need to figure out what event equals add to cart as far as intention goes. We're we're getting away from GA4 for like two seconds. But the point of this is like, we'll be able to track this in GA4. It's like yes. mm -hmm. deciding collectively or just within your own organization, what is our add to cart? And does it, is it correlation or causation? Like, are we yeah. chasing something that like we're just spinning, we're chasing our tail going after mm -hmm. this add to cart um, equivalent in our funnel process as far as like someone goes to, they're on a map page, then they look at 10 different communities. So they're shopping and then they look at quick moving homes or homes that are soon to be moved in. Those all show intentions, but do most people do that anyways, because they need price point and pictures. So they have to look at this stuff. But is there another step here we can mix into that? And maybe like I think it'd be, I think it's gonna be builder dependent, but could there be like this additional section on financing? Or like, okay, everyone who talks to us knows about the finance, like the how we're doing financing, which isn't every builder, because if you don't have something unique in regards to that, you won't be able to track anything. I know a few builders top of my head, like they have creative financing. Um, they're on your lot builders. The way they do it's completely different than other on your lot builders. So they could have something like that where it would be like, okay, right. Everyone who submits a lead form, 90% of those people also complete this event. And that's the evidence of like why this event is so important because 90% of the people that complete that event end up becoming a lead or maybe it's 60%, 70%. Hmm. doesn't matter. But the, the point that matters point is, is determining what it is. Yeah, mm -hmm. determining what that what that event is. I mean, we've been using so just to give you an example, like your add to cart is you know, when we the builder sites that we have that have the have consumer account features. Oh. Somebody favorites mm -hmm. or saves a listing. That's the add to cart activity. You know? yeah. And, and we do we have builders that you can do the lot reservation online. That's the purchase event, right? So 
put in the credit card number. You're actually taking a lot reservation. It's real if the that's our purchase, out. right? Like it's yeah. can't. It's not everything quite there, right? It's not an entire like, not actually purchasing the entire house, but there is money changing hands. So that's something exchange. I think that's the highest possible conversion point, you know, that you could ask for, right? Definitely. So the less we, go ahead. We're just trying to find creative ways, just like we always always have and always do. Just like you know, trying to figure out how do we translate, uh, you know, an analytics world built for e-commerce into production home building. Yeah. Definitely. My takeaway on this is if you have more events set up, like you'll be able to find like, oh, here's this thing I never even knew. Yes. These three, or maybe it's more than one event. It's likely it's more than one event because everyone shops differently. Their timeframes are different. You think about like a buyer who's relocating from Washington, D.C. down to Florida, and they need to move by, it's May 23rd right, right now today. They need to be moved in by August 1st their actions will be much different than someone who's like, okay, I want to move in by the end of the year. There's still, it's still two sales. There's still two people that are going to purchase, but the way they act on the site will probably be a little bit different. So it might be multiple events that lead to the sale. And as long as you have the events being tracked, you'll, you should hopefully be able to find the patterns, which then hopefully can Excellent. let you optimize your advertising and then see what is going on with each, each community. Um, as far as the event, I don't know what the, what they would call that in there. Um, because we can have um, custom events based off of URLs and the event, right? Yeah, like mm -hmm. mix combination of them. Yeah, Ooh, combo yeah. and even, combo platter. Yeah. I love it. Even a combination of time, elapsed time too, right, Molly? Isn't it? Yeah. So it's not time on site anymore. It's elapsed time. So it's a combination. You can do a mixture of all of them. And you can tell it what the elapsed time is that you want to measure. So you can tell GA4, I want to measure the time it takes from somebody who clicks on a photo to watches mm -hmm. a video or okay to scrolls down the page or whatever it is, you can measure that instead of it being like this bulk, um, anybody who spends, who visits more than 10 pages or anybody who spends more than two minutes on the site, because as you just gave the example, like some people can spend hours on the site and they're just doing yeah. nothing, you know, nothing. Right. It doesn't matter. They've been or there they, for two hours because they left their browser tab open or whatever. Insane. Right. Um, so this lets you really track engagement and how people are using your site. It could also help you point out where there might be some inefficiencies too, right? If it's taking too long to go from one section to another. Yeah, form abandonment. We talked about like trying to measure some of that, like how long before they've entered data into the first field of the form and then they stop. Where did they stop? How far did they go? You know, those kind of things. How long did it take them to actually complete it as a, as a form too complicated for a mobile user? Uh, all lots of great, I mean, there's so, these, these are the kind of like limitless possibilities that are really sort of um, the most intriguing part about GA4. It, you know, it, it is a lot. And then the, the biggest question is what's the most important thing to do first, right? Because there's so many possibilities. You can't do it all at once. Right. So, you know, just like you've been preaching, Andrew, to get the basics, get it running, get it started, then you can start watching it and then, you know, these things can be added over time for sure. Yeah. You know? We got to crawl, then walk, then we could run and then sprint and then blast off to the moon or something <laughs> or something like that. Um, so where, where do you expect, <laughs> this is my last, this is my last question. Where do you expect most marketers to have the challenges um, with GA4, just getting it set up? Like where will they, I hate to use the word fail because no one's going to fail. That's mm -hmm. listening to the podcast. That sounds really depressing. I'm going to fail <laughs> at this. You're not going to fail. You're going to do great. But how do, where, where's the challenges that you see will be or what 
marketing types, because I think there's the technical leaning marketers, there's the um, marketing technologist, that title where they're kind of like in between market. They're really like they're, they're on the island by themselves talking yeah. to every department and they're, they're capable in every department uh, as far as their, their IT, their developing, their marketing, their advertising, their kind of sales, they're kind of just all over the place. They have like the creative marketers, which we definitely need, like where they lean and they're like, just leave me alone in illustrator. Like I'm good. Like I'll make everything the most aesthetically pleasing thing ever. Uh, but don't make me click a bunch of buttons in analytics, please. Like where, where do you see the challenges? I'm going to say, mm. I think that I anticipate, honestly, the biggest challenge will be the marketers that have other executive team members and colleagues that are expecting reports the way they used to be forever. You know, okay. maybe not that many marketers are responsible always for sort of sharing those, uh, you know, like I, I, you know, this is, um, um, so I started in the industry as a builder and I had the other members of the team in the division that I worked for, and they were numbers that they were expecting to see, you know, like maybe this was a lot, this was good. This I'm going to be old here, but this, that was going way back when, right. So there was, but we did still have the internet back then. Um, but you just know, dial up. Were, we had it. Just use an example, right? It was a lot of dial up back in DSL and stuff. But there was, you know, like maybe they have, maybe they have other, you know, executive team members that are looking for like source medium or show me, show me what your Google budget is doing or show me things this way. I'm used to seeing this report on traffic. They have like um, a sessions users. or users goal. Like exactly. Like we need thirty thousand users per month because I know that makes me feel comfortable that we're getting what we need i don't know yes so i think it left obviously if they have data studio in the middle it's going to help right because mm -hmm. you know the output as long as they sort of change the output it can help that but i think they'll have I, I do worry about um the people who are not even marketers actually having more trouble understanding that ga is different now um and the other thing i think is because of the fact that we're in such a changing market right now yeah you know that that I think sometimes it's going to be hard for marketers unless they're really watching close to be confident that they're actually collecting the right data. You know, like I, when oh, you see big true. swings in things, you're like, okay, well, is that because we're going to market change or is that because my GA4 implementation is wrong? It's broken. So I, yeah. I, I can see some sort of, you know, some self-doubt creeping in there if somebody wants to let it. So just, you know, watching both dashboards is your friend. Use the real-time analytics view on both. You know, they should be pretty close. They're not, I promise you, they will almost never be the same number. Um, but they never are. They, should, they never are. No, that is, but they, they should be pretty close. Like the, it shouldn't be 50% off, 20% off. You know, you should, you should be really tight there. And that'll sort of should give you the confidence to know that you got the basics running right on both systems. So. Gotcha. So maybe some solutions to that. And then the Molly, your turn with the question of the week here with the expected challenges mm -hmm. maybe if you are providing those reports to executive or vp of this or leadership you start to include both reports on as far as like giving them the window Excellent like idea. here's what it's going to look like this is going away and like they're going to see that notice just like you've seen that stupid notice at the top of analytics for months now they're going to see the same red line or yellow whatever color you want to use on that report this is going away july 1st 2023 below is the new version You'll yeah. see that however many times you have to make the point that way. Once it happens, like, oh, I, I showed you that for eight months, nine months, yeah. what a, a year. Like, <laughs> we should be good now. 
just like Google saying to all of us marketers, like the, this notice has been up forever. That it, what are you surprised yeah. about? Like they give the longest notices out of anybody. Facebook just changes their whole world the next day. Right. Google's like a year and a half from now, here's what's going to happen. Right. So grateful. I think it is kind of all of that. It's figuring out what you want to track, what is important, what you're going to put in that new dashboard to the people that you have to report to and how you're going to explain it as a benchmark. Um, so you have to reframe your whole way of thinking and understanding success or failure of a campaign outside of conversions, right? Conversions remain conversions. That is a constant, but everything else that you're looking at to diagnose success or failure of something is different. So you have to change it. Then you have to figure out what other things you possibly want to look at. Then you have to filter it out and figure out what you're going to put on a dashboard. There is no historical reference for you to use moving forward. So we talked about this morning in a team meeting unrelated to GA4, but sometimes when you have infinite possibilities, it's impossible to make the decision. Sometimes yeah. it's easier to make a decision when you are given a limited menu, a limited choice. Yeah. If you only have five things to choose from, it's very easy to figure out which one you want. But if you have infinite things from which to choose, it's very hard to figure out. So as the marketer, you're going to have to figure out what is important to you, what you're tracking, how you're benchmarking it, and then translate it across and explain Okay, so this is what you're used to looking at, and this is what you're now looking at, and this is why we're doing this. Because there's no, there's no, there's nowhere for you to go and be like, let me show you five years of history and why this is important yeah. to track. Because everyone who preceded me said this was important to track. That's true. You just inherited. You inherited what was happening. It's like going to a restaurant. Yeah, we want we want less choices here. Getting me hungry talking about the the menu of things that we need to we need to choose from. Is there anything else we need to add to this discussion on GA4? I'm sure we'll be talking about this for quite a bit for the next two years. We'll be talking about GA4. Um, then by then, hopefully people will be, everyone will be used to it. But for now, it's definitely going to be a hot topic. Uh, I know there's, for our builders, it's probably every week. Someone's like, so what do we need to be, do, be doing right now? <laughs> what, am I missing something? But the fear is like, we're going to get there and like we're behind, something's been missed and it's on them that they missed it. Um, Understood. Yeah, no, everybody's nervous about missing. And I was, I, I think we've talked about everything people need to do to get started and get underway. Yep. And awesome. uh, after they're, by the time they are pros at GA4, then we'll talk about their options for how they might want to archive that GA3 data for the future. Ooh, decent us on that one. Good. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well, Dennis, Molly, this has been great. Definitely appreciate your time. Um, we'll have to do this again. Loved it. Thank you very much, Andy. Thank you so much for having us. All right. See y'all. See you. Bye. Marketproof Marketing is proudly supported by Opendoor. Visit opendoor.com forward slash do you convert to learn how you can partner with Opendoor to increase certainty, speed, and ease for your home buyers. All opinions expressed by me, Andrew Peake, Jackie Lipinski, and our castmates are solely our own opinions. View hundreds of articles, videos, and more for free at doyouconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on social networks or in real life. Now get to work and make sure your company is market proof.